0: It is our custom in this church to stand for the reading of God's word. Say so if you would please. Psalm 23 from verse 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Verse 2 please. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. Shall follow me all the days of my life. And surely I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let's go back right from the beginning. The topic I want to speak to you about this morning is, He restores my soul. And the Lord has, has given me a word for you this morning and to, very simple to make you understand that he is going to start with your soul before he restores anything else. There are many things in our lives that we need restoration about, but if we cannot first contain it and change it in our mind, we wouldn't be able to receive what he wants to give us in the natural So we need restoration in our job, we need restoration in our families, or we need restoration in our homes, in our company, or maybe we need restoration in our children. I need restoration in things that I can see. But before the restoration starts there, it first needs to start in my mind. Restoration first needs to come in my mind so I can understand what is happening. And I'm going to show you through scripture that sometimes God will take his time to restore you. Because you want him to restore at your time. But if he restores in your time, you will just go up two steps. But when he restores in his time, he will take you up to his former state that he designed for your life. So he's going to restore, but not in... Your way, not in your time, not in your season. We go through cycles every day, every month, every year in our lives. We go through cycles, and in that cycle, the enemy runs chaos. Over and over. Notice how you go through the same pain. Or when you go through the same thing that you experienced before. You feel the same way about it. That way you did. Although you prayed against it. But you will end up feeling the same pain. Why? Because the mind has not been renewed restoration hasn't taken place as yet in your mind. So when you go through the same cycle of pain, you go through the same crying and the same torment in your mind because you haven't yet been restored inside to receive restoration on the outside. Am I talking to somebody? So many times in our lives, we do not receive total healing or deliverance, or restoration, because we haven't yet accepted it in our mind. Maybe I'm not good enough for your restoration, Lord. Maybe I'm not good enough for your peace. Maybe I'm not good enough for what you want to give me. Maybe, maybe it's, it's for somebody else, or maybe it's for another season or another time. But God promised in his word that he is a healer, Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Shalom, the God that gives you ever-present peace beyond your understanding. He is a God that gives you joy. He is God, Jehovah Gamola, the God of recompense. The God that uh, compensates you for everything that the enemy has stolen. He is a God of recompense he is jesus that went on the christ uh, on the cross he is jesus the christ that went on the cross paid the price for you and i not for us to still be seated in our pain but to rise up somebody say get up get up get up in the name of jesus It's time for us to rise up out of that pain, out of that slothfulness, out of that laziness and into the realm of God's goodness. Is He not the God? The Bible says, Psalm 24, who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Who is this King of glory? Is He not the Lord who strengthens us? Is He not the Lord who is able to do exceedingly Abundantly, more than we ask or think or imagine. Some of us need restoration. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. From relationships, some of us need restoration from associations. Let me show you through scripture. Let's go right from the beginning. Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Is he truly your shepherd? John 10.10 says, The enemy comes to kill, to steal and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. John 10, 11, the very next next verse, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep and my sheep know me. You can have multiple sheep all around and multiple shepherds. When the shepherd cries out and calls out and rings that bell, the sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. Do you know who your shepherd is? Do you know that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Do you know that he is the one who made you in his image and his likeness? Do you know who your shepherd is? I shall not want anything. In other words, I am not in any lack because I have the shepherd on my side. The Bible says that he is not just any shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He is the true vine and I am the branch and the father is the vine dresser and he is good in all his ways. He is divine in all his ways and the same blood that flows through him through the true vine flows through the branches through every root that I sow and plant and water. And everything that flourishes in my life, it flourishes through the true vine. The enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Why? Because I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the good shepherd. No one else will give you life more abundantly than the good shepherd can. I am the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I am in lack of nothing because he is good. He's a good, good father. That's who you are, that's who you are, that's who you are, I'm amazed by you, that's who you are, that's who you are, that's who you are, you're a good, good father, that's why we call him Abba Father, it is love beyond love, he has loved you with an everlasting Love, it goes beyond. It never ends. It's not like the love of your loved one or your family or your friend or your relative or your husband or your wife or your children for that matter. It is love beyond your... It's uncomprehendable. It's beyond your imagination. I have loved you beyond your... Ex... Experience, expectations. I have loved you beyond what you are expecting from me. I've loved you beyond what I'm expecting from you. Even though you mess up every day. Fact, I still love you. Beyond, your son is not great enough to even comprehend with my love. My love is all powerful. There is no sin that can stop me from loving you. I'm I'm a good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. The grass is not greener on the other side. I'm quoting Justin Bieber now. The the grass is greener where you water it. He maketh me to lie down King James Version. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Okay. Where is the grass green? you water it. The grass is not green where you don't water it. The grass is green where you water it. And you only water what you plant. You only water what you sow. So wherever you sow, that's where the green pastures is. So if you are sowing discord, that is where you will lie. If you sow hatred, that is where you will lie. If you sow pain, that is where you will lie. If you sow division, that is where you will lie. If you sow jealousy, that is where you will lie. If you sow anger, that is where you will lie. He makes me to lie down in green postures. He makes me to lie down where I sow. So wherever I sow, that is where I grow if i sow blessing that is the green pasture that i grow in when i sow unity that is the green pasture where i grow when i sow love that is the green pasture where i i will be surrounded although There might be those that will hate me, that will speak about me. Even though weapons might be formed, tongues will be raised, but still nothing that is formed will stand against me because I'm standing in the ground of where I am sowing in a ground of love. Because I am sowing love, I am growing in love, although it might come against me, but nothing will come against me and harm me because greater is he that is in me there is he that is in the world and who is in me the one that created love the one that bestowed love the one that gave me love the one that gave me joy the one that gave me peace in the name of jesus i declare right now that you are forever in the name of jesus so in love Sow in peace, sow in joy, so that you will reap a harvest in the name of Jesus. So that you will plant good seeds, not for you. Oh, solo, Your life might be so perfect right now, but if you do not sow seeds of love, you are sowing discord for your future generation. You sow not for yourself. You sow for your children and your children's children. You sow so that your children can reap in that love. So that your children can reap in that joy. He makes me to lie down. Verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. The word still means peace, calm. It means wait. And immediately after he says he restores my soul. How does he restore your soul? Only when you wait on him. Only when you are in green pastures, firstly, when you know that he is your good shepherd, and then when you are in green pastures, and then when you are in a waiting period, then only does he restore your soul. He cannot restore your soul if you are not waiting. He cannot restore your soul if you want to try and figure it all out on your own. He does not restore your soul if you have a plan B. He restores your soul full stop. When he is my good shepherd. When I'm in green pastures. And when I am waiting. He restores my soul. He's not going to restore the things that you are seeing. He's going to restore your soul. This morning God is going to restore souls. He's going to restore relationships. But the Lord has given me a word and says he needs to restore your mind from the toxic relationships that you are in. Some of you are in toxic relationships that you need to get out of in order for you to come into green pastures. And he needs to restore in the name of Jesus out of those toxic relationships, out of the toxic communications, out of the toxic ways in the name of Jesus. It is not doing any good for your soul. I pray Lord that we receive this morning I pray that we receive this morning in the name of Jesus He restores my soul and then He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake He does not lead you in a path of your own righteousness He leads you in the path of his righteousness for his name's sake. He's not gonna lead us in a place of righteousness where we receive glory. He's not going to lead us in a place of righteousness where we receive all the credit. He's going to He's going to put us in a path of righteousness for His name's sake, for His righteousness, His glory and His honor and His fame. His name to be glorified. His name to be magnified in the name of Jesus. It's His righteousness that needs to come upon our lives. It's His righteousness that needs to grow inside of you. Know that, know that, know that it is His. Him and Him alone that is inside of you and nothing else. Maybe you see it then you might be thinking that you have made it on your own. That I have accomplished. I have done so. We have no idea of how the Lord works in the background around the corner around things that we cannot see. Remember I spoke to you a few weeks ago. There is always a spiritual battle. There is always a spiritual battle. Between good and evil. There is always the enemy working against you. Right now he is working against you. He is trying to torment your mind to tell you, No, you don't need restoration. You are perfectly fine. But you know inside that you are crying out for something greater you are crying out for God to do something else in your life you're crying out to grow inside of you you're crying out because you are tired of just being where you are and you might look fine on the outside but he puts you into his he needs to put you into his righteousness for his name's sake not for our name but for his name's sake, he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Not because he takes me out of it. It's because he is in it with me. He says, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. It does not say that he takes you out of it. It tells you that he is there in it with you. When you go through the pain, when you go through the struggle, he is right there with you. When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, mind you, he is there with you. I will fear no evil. The Bible says, fear not. What does Isaiah, Isaiah say? Fear not, for I will strengthen you. With my righteous right hand, Will I uphold you. Fear not, says the Lord. I am with you. I will Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil. For I am with you. And then he says, my rod and my staff, they will comfort you. The word comfort here means a much deeper comfort than just you hugging somebody and saying, I'm sorry for your loss. This word comfort goes beyond any understanding that we recognize as comfort. It means I will weep with you through your weeping. I will weep with you through your crying. I will be with you through it all. The word comforter is a Hebrew word, Naham, Naham, Naham. It means to go deeper. It's not casual sympathy, but rather deep empathy. It is weeping with those who weep. It is sighing with those who sigh. It is standing with those who are mourning. It is going through the same pain. This is why Jesus bled when he prayed at the garden of Gethsemane. When his sweat turned into blood. Because he took upon every pain. It, remember what I said a few weeks ago? He didn't start on the cross. he started in the garden. He took upon the sins and the pain of this world right there in the garden. When he was on his knees. And that blood fell down from him. Resembling every pain and every struggle and everything that you will ever face. Every fear and every torment that you will ever face. Though you walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. Fear no evil, for I will be with you. When you are all alone and you are facing the struggle, fear no evil. When you're all alone and you have nowhere else to turn, fear no evil. When you're all alone and you feel like being suicidal, fear no evil. When you're all alone and your friends have rejected you, fear no evil. When you're all alone and your family has turned away from you, fear no evil. When you are all alone and there's nobody there for you, nobody you can turn to, no lecturer, no doctor, no parent. Fear no evil. For I am with you. My rod and my staff. They will comfort you. I will take this journey of pain with you. Thank you Holy Spirit. I will comfort you. Meaning I will take this journey of pain with you. I will take this journey of torment with you. I will walk through this torment with you. I will be with you. Just like I told Moses. I told Joshua. Now I'm telling you. I might not stop the sun for you. But I will never leave you. Nor will I ever forsake you. I will be with you through every pain that you will face. I will be with you through every accusation. I will be with you through everything that is said about you. Everything that is spoken or done against you. If it is not people, trust me, the enemy is already planning how to destroy your future. If it is not jealous spirits, the enemy is already planning how to destroy your children's future. This is why we pray. Prayer changes everything, changes lives. A family that prays together stays together, but a family that prays and plays stays together. You don't just pray, you play. There are times when we just sit together with our, with our family, with our children, and we just play games. And we just uh, recently it's it, it, it's golf and it's putt putt. For some reason, my kids love playing adventure golf. And we do this with our family. We do to do this together as a home, Our family, because we pray together. The other night I was I was lying down. Uh, I was under meds the whole the whole week. And I was lying down in bed and, uh, and had my eyes closed. My, my daughter comes into the room and she's nine years old. I'm sure most of you know her. And and, and she came into the room and she said, uh, Dada, can I give you a kiss? Say Yes, baby. She came and gave me a kiss on my cheek and said, uh, Where is it painting? And she said, no, I'm fine. Dad. No, no, Dada, where is it painting? I said, it's, uh, my nose is a bit stuffy, it's painting. okay, and, and, your, and, and, my, and my chest, and your chest as well, is it only your nose and your, and she's looking at me eyeball to eyeball, and she had this Catherine Coleman look in her eyes, we call her little Kathy. she's a little Catherine Coleman in our home, and she looked at me eyeball to eyeball, and said, is it only your nose and your chest, I said, yes baby, she said, Dada, can I pray for you, can I pray for you? nine-year-old child I told my wife if I can go right now I have achieved all what I need to because what more greater than to lead your children to the house of the Lord what more greater than to lead your home to surrender to Jesus Christ where they own a G- where they know that Jesus is they all their beginning and the end and she put her hands on me and she prayed in the name of Jesus and she prayed Lord I thank you that you will heal my dad that he will be able to preach this Sunday and then she said I thank you that you will give him strength that he will be able to drive to Pretoria next week how does she know these things she knows what's Pretoria she knows the four conferences that my wife and I are going through this week she knows where we are going she knows what is happening she understands as nine year old What does the Bible say? Train up your children in the ways of the Lord. When they grow old, they will never depart from it. He restores my soul. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This is not just immediately when we read the scripture, we immediately think and picture everyone that we think does not like us on this earth right don 't be too holy now, you know you are right. you know what I, I am right. We all do this. we immediately picture everyone uh, when I read a scripture i 'm like. Sandra, uh, Criselda, okay. Maybe some might counsel, "No, me." Ha! That is not what Scripture is saying. Oh, yes, and Google as well. That is not what Scripture is saying. When you stand praying, the enemy is in the next room. Busy planning a meeting to cancel that prayer and to put something in front of you to hinder your future and distract you from that prayer. Pray more and see how more you are distracted. Pray and seek the face of God more and see when, as soon as you leave your home, there is somebody that comes in front of you and you want to roll down that window and you want to show out your favorite finger. And you want to say all the kind of things you want to. When you get to work, you get to work praying. Lebra mama sholo breke. And get to work. The one person that is the sandpaper lady at your workplace is right there to smooth you down. You know what happens with sandpaper? At the end of it, the the, the the thing that they were sanding comes out nice and smooth but the sandpaper you throw it in the So let them be a sandpaper to sandpaper you down and keep you more in prayer. Let those around you keep you more in prayer. Keep you more in the presence of God because at the end of the day when you get up, you will get up looking all sexy on the outside and all sexy on the inside with the glory of the Lord. And the sandpaper, nobody even wants to look at it thereafter. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. On the table, there is drink, there is food, there is feast. Ah, the scripture is telling me that you will always make sure that I never run dry. I will always have more than enough. May your cupboards always be full. May your fridge always be full. May your bank accounts always be full. In the name of Jesus. Somebody receive that right now. May your bank accounts always have money. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May you never run dry. May you never go empty. I'll prepare a table for you. The Lord's table is always full. The Lord's table is always full. And just like the five loaves and the two fish, it overlaps overlaps. It never runs dry. It never goes empty. When the cup goes down, the cup is full again. When the food goes down, the food is full again. He will fill your home and your tables in the name of Jesus. He prepares a table in the presence of those enemies that are trying to pray your future down that are trying to pray your home down he prepares a table and then he says he anoints my head with oil Where? In the presence of those enemies. He anoints your head in the presence of those enemies. He doesn't take you aside. He doesn't take you to a secluded room. He anoints your head right there. And then it says my cup runs over. That oil flows down. And everyone all around you that has been praying your future down. And your children's future down. They will stand and they will see the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. They will stand and they will see how the Lord is anointing your head, how the Lord is blessing you, how the Lord is fulfilling you. In the name of Jesus, I declare in the name of Jesus, may you always be full, may you always be blessed, may you always be healed and delivered and full with the glory of the Lord in the name of Jesus. I'll prepare a table in the presence of my enemies my cup runs over I will drink and it will run over I will drink again and it will run over I will drink again and it will run over over. it never comes to an end God's glory and God's blessing never comes to an end. May his glory always be fulfilled in your life. In the name of Jesus. May his glory be fulfilled. There is something about glory that no enemy can stand. There is something about glory that those that are jealous cannot stand. You might not have the car they drive. You might not have the home they have. You might not have the clothes they have, but there is something about glory. A person who owns who earns hundred thousand, a person who, who earns hundred thousand but has an overhead of 150,000 is much weaker than a person who earns 10,000 and has no it. Because a person with 100,000 will, be, will end up with nothing. But the person with 10,000, at the next payday, you will still have money in your bank account. That is glory. Why? Because you are sowing in the ground where you are growing. You are sowing in green pastures. It's green, why? Because you are sowing. It's green, why? Because you are growing. You are planting. You are sowing. You are growing. And in that same fertile ground, he prepares a table. In that same fertile ground, in the presence of your enemies. In that same fertile ground, he anoints your head. In that same fertile ground, your cup runs over. then I can say surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life Surely goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. Chris, can I have your boyfriend for one second, please? Just for one second. Come, 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 come. Goodness and mercy. Nivi, please come. Yes. No, no, no. Okay, we're not Nivi. Uh, Dylan, come. Come. Let's get the shy ones. Yes, goodness. He's already so shy. I'm, sure, I'm sorry, Navasha. I'm sorry. There's goodness. There's mercy. It follows me. Ha. Huh. Boys, right behind me. Don't worry, I smell nice. It follows me everywhere I go. I showed you this few weeks ago, remember? it follows me everywhere I go when I stop it stops it's still with me it doesn't leave me it stays with me when I run it runs with me when I run faster it runs with me wherever I go it comes with me it never leaves me come on boys come on boys it never leaves me it never leaves me come on boys it never leaves me it never leaves me it stays with me forever and ever. Thank you. Come on, give them a big, big hand. Surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the house of the Lord. Your Is the house of the Lord Your heart is the house of the Lord Your family is the house of the Lord Your children is the house of the Lord Your spouse is the house of the Lord Your home is the house of the Lord I will dwell in the house of the Lord Forever and ever In the name of Jesus Let me tell you something about restoration. I'm closing with this. Joseph. Joseph. No, not your brother Joseph. The Joseph in the Bible. Joseph was put into slavery. And when he was put into slavery... Potiphar saw him and saw that he was good for work and told him, you have a lot of wisdom. Come and work in my home. Watch this. This is restoration power. Because some of you want to be restored, but God wants to restore you in his timing. Let me show you about how God restored Joseph. Potiphar told him, come and work in my home. And he was wrongfully accused of something he Did not do. And Potiphar threw him in the jail cell. Watch this. He was wrongfully accused. I pray over everyone right now that has been wrongfully accused of things that you know that you have not done in the name of Jesus I pray over you that no weapon formed against you no tongue raised against you may the Lord increase in you may he raise you up higher and higher in glory in green postures in the name of Jesus, may glow by goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life in the name of Jesus Joseph was thrown into prison and while there he saw a man that came out to be the butler in Pharaoh's court and Joseph told this butler listen very carefully he told his butler when you go to Pharaoh's court remember me remember me and tell him about me that I can I have I have a gift I know some things I am good tell him about me because I was wrongfully accused and they put me in prison wrongfully I did not do the things they said I did I did not do the things they said I did how many of you ever said those words before I did not do the things they said I did and there's nothing you could do about it because you have no power you have no power you have nothing that you can do because you don't know anybody in high authority there's nothing you could do but just to be quiet and just be still What does scripture say? Be still and know that I am God. And he told this man, this man left the jail cell. He went to Pharaoh's court and he did not tell Pharaoh anything about Joseph. Watch. Joseph needed restoration. If the Lord restored Joseph right there, Joseph would have went back to Potiphar's house. Okay. Joseph came from Potiphar's house. He went into prison. He told the butler, when you go out, tell Pharaoh about me. If the butler told Pharaoh about Joseph at that point, at that point, Pharaoh did not have any dreams. He did not need any, he did not have any need for Joseph. Are you with me? He did not have any need for Joseph at that time because he was not having any dreams. So if he knew about Joseph at that time and if he restored Joseph at that time, Joseph would have just went back to Potiphar's house. But the Lord kept Joseph in the jail cell. He kept him for a little while longer until he gave uh, Pharaoh dreams. And when he gave Pharaoh dreams, then he said, now is the right time for me to restore you. And now I'm going to restore you, not just to Potiphar's house, but I'm going to restore you to the king's palace and make you second in charge of all of Egypt. And I'm going to help you keep Egypt and restore Egypt and help Egypt in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you are waiting for God to restore you, but he says, no, wait, it's not your time yet. It's not your season to be restored. Just wait a little bit longer because when I restore you, I'm going to restore you to not the way your soul needs to be. I'm going to restore your soul to how I commanded and how I made and how I created your soul to be. I made your soul. I'm not going to restore your soul to your glory. I'm going to restore your soul to my glory. So I'm going to keep you waiting. I'm going to keep you waiting a little bit longer and I'm gonna restore your soul in the right season in the right season everybody that needs restoration on your soul stand up to your feet and be giving to give praise right now